0: Amen. Thank you, gentlemen. As we know, Memorial Day observes and honors those in our military who made the ultimate sacrifice in our country for our freedom. Let's now take a moment to honor their memories by a moment of silence. And then we'll have a word of prayer for those who are currently serving. Let's bow our heads for a moment of silence. Father, we are so grateful for those who have died that we might be free. We thank you for those who are serving our country now and pray your protection over them. We pray that you would give them success, victory, and safety. We thank you for our Lord Jesus Christ who died on the cross. Not merely so that we could have political freedom. Not merely so that our physical life could be continued for a few more years. But Lord Jesus, you gave your life that we might live with you for all of eternity. And we are so grateful for the gift of your grace. And the forgiveness of sins and the salvation of our souls when we put our faith in you. And now, Lord, today as we look into your word, challenge our hearts, transform our lives, we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. We are the recipients of the sacrifice of many servicemen and women. And therefore, we should be good stewards of that liberty that they paid for with their very lives Listen as I read the following citation for the Medal of Honor. For conspicuous gallantry and intrepidity at the risk of his life above and beyond the call of duty, while serving with the 4th Battalion, 10 Marines, 2nd Division, Marines in action against the enemy Japanese forces on Saipan, 7th of July, 1944. When the enemy launched a fierce determined counterattack against our positions, and overran a neighboring artillery, uh, artillery battalion Private First Class Agar Holm immediately volunteered to assist in the efforts to check the hostile attack and evacuate our wounded. Locating and appropriating an abandoned ambulance jeep, he repeatedly made extremely perilous trips under heavy fire and mortar fire and single-handedly loaded and evacuated approximately 45 casualties, working tirelessly with utter disregard for his own safety during a grueling period of more than three hours. Despite intense, persistent enemy fire, he ran out to aid two men whom he believed to be wounded Marines, but was himself mortally wounded by a Japanese sniper while carrying out his hazardous mission. Private First Class Egerholm's brilliant initiative, great personal valor, and self-sacrificing efforts in the face of almost certain death reflect the highest credit upon himself and the U.S. Naval Service. He gallantly gave his life for his country. In John 15, 13, greater love hath no man than this that a man laid down his life for his friends. Here's a man who risked his life and evacuated 45 men safely and was continuing to risk his life hoping to save two more when he himself was mortally wounded. This is just a tiny sample of the kind of sacrifice and the valor that our servicemen and women have exhibited in the line of duty. It reminds me in John 15 and verse 13 greater love hath no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friends. I believe that Jesus himself is, is referring to his sacrifice for us. For in verse 14, he says, You are my friends if you do whatsoever I command you. Jesus, the first point of the morning message is this Jesus laid down his life for us. Out of our text, which we read this morning for our scripture reading, Jesus said in verse 11, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd giveth his life for the sheep. In Mark 10 and verse 45, Jesus said, For the Son of Man came not to be ministered unto, but to minister and to give his life a ransom for many. Believing on Jesus and accepting the gift of eternal life through the finished work of redemption, through Jesus' death, burial, and resurrection My soul has been spared from eternal death and I am guaranteed eternal life and an immortal body to enjoy his presence forever. I trust that you also can share a same testimony, not that you have just given mental assent to some religious creed, but that you have personally understood that Jesus, the son of God, knows you, loves you, died for you and rose again because you are headed towards eternal death. And he died and rose again to rescue you from that death. He laid down his life for you and he took it up again so that you could call unto him by faith, acknowledging you're a sinner, repenting of unbelief, placing your faith in Jesus Christ, the risen son of God, and having your soul forever redeemed and looking forward to eternity with him. If there is any question this morning in your heart as to where your soul would spend eternity, if you're not sure that your sins have been forgiven and that you have eternal life, You can know that. The Bible says in 1 John 5, 13, These things have I written unto you that believe on the name of the Son of God, that you may know that you have eternal life. But we who are saved, the second point is this, we ought to be willing to lay down our lives for Jesus. First, for the sake of the gospel, listen to Paul in his own testimony in Acts 20 and verse 24. as He says, but none of these things move me. Neither count I my life dear unto myself that I might finish my course with joy and the ministry which I have received of the Lord Jesus to testify of the gospel of the grace of life. He said, I'm willing to risk my life to proclaim the gospel to others. And he did. And ultimately, he did suffer martyrdom and he was beheaded in Rome for preaching the gospel. We also should be willing to lay down our lives for our Christian brothers and sisters. John writes in 1 John 3 and verse 16, Hereby perceive we the love of God because he laid down his life for us and we ought to lay down our lives for the brethren. Folks, that is love. And Jesus said, By this shall all men know that you are my disciples if you have love one to another. John 13, 35. Not that we are going to face that choice necessarily but you know sometimes within the body of christ we have to die to ourselves we have to crucify our flesh so that there can be unity in the body of christ and as christ did not come to be ministered unto but to minister so we need to have that same mindset to be willing to serve and to give and even if it should cost us our life that we would be willing to lay down our lives for the brethren but today i also want to honor those martyrs who have laid down their lives for Jesus Christ. We honor the martyrs martyrs who have died for Jesus Christ. The author of Hebrews in Hebrews chapter 11 recognizes the Old Testament saints in Hebrews chapter 11 verses 35 to 40, where he mentions, and others were tortured, not accepting deliverance that they might receive a better resurrection. And others had trials of cruel mockings and scourgings, yea, moreover of bonds and imprisonment. They were stoned, they were sawn asunder, they were tempted, they were slain with a sword. They wandered about in sheepskins and goatskins, being destitute, afflicted, tormented, of whom the world was not worthy. They wandered in deserts and in mountains and in dens and caves of the earth, and these all, having obtained a good report through faith, received not the promise, God having provided some better thing for us, that they without us should not be made perfect they were uncompromising in their worship and in their faith of God and in the promise of the Messiah. Men like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Men like Joseph and Daniel who are willing to risk imprisonment and death to stand faithfully and loyalty for their God. And so also we ought to be willing, if God should so choose, for us to lay down our lives for the brethren So not only the saints of gone of of bygone era, but of, of the Old Testament saints, but also of the bygone years. This excerpt comes from Fox's Book of Martyrs. There's a man named Walter Milne, a believer. Moments before he was burned at the stake, he addressed the crowd. Dear friends, I suffer today for the defense of the faith of Jesus Christ set forth in the Old and New Testaments. I praise God that He has called me to seal up His truth with my life, which as I have received it from him, I willingly offer to his glory. Depend only on Jesus Christ and his mercy to save you. What incredible last words of a godly saint. May that same spirit that Walter Milne had be in our lives. But you know, I want you to understand that there are martyrs in our modern era According to the most recent Open Doors research, more than 5,000 Nigerian believers were killed for their faith over the course of 12 months. That's more than 13 Christians killed on an average every day. And that's just in one country. And it's not just the killings. During the same period, more than 4,700 Christians in Nigeria were also abducted because they followed Jesus, and at least 1,000 believers were raped, sexually assaulted, or sexually harassed for their faith. Christians were forced to flee and go into hiding. More than ten thousand in Nigeria during this same period, and more than ten thousand followers of Jesus were physically or mentally abused for their faith. One such experience is from a young man named Ayabu, or Ayuba, excuse me, Ayuba, a young Nigerian man whose village was attacked by the Boko Haram, the infamous Islamic extremist group. He and his siblings fled, but were separated from his father. The next morning, everywhere was silent, said Ayuba, who spent the night of the attack hiding in the bush with his siblings. When we approached our home, I could see three bodies on the ground. I recognized my father by his clothing. I went to his side, dropped to my knees, and prayed. Ayuba's father was one of nine Christians slaughtered by the Islamic extremists that night in the northeastern Nigeria. Militants asked Ayuba's father if he was a Muslim or a Christian. He refused to hide his faith in Jesus and replied, A Christian and was beheaded on the spot. And so we honor those who have laid down their lives for the sake of the gospel and in their loyal love for Jesus Christ. But there's one more point this morning and that is this we should be willing to live for Jesus Christ. In 2 Corinthians chapter 5 verses 14 and 15, as Paul is sharing his heart of ministry, he says, "For the love of Christ constraineth us, because we thus judge that if one died for all, then we are all dead. And that he would, that died for all that they and that he died for all and that they which live should not henceforth live unto themselves, but unto him which died for them and rose again." We who are saved are not to live unto ourselves but unto him which died and rose again for us. Romans 12, 1, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And so my plea with you this morning is fourfold. First of all, recognize and acknowledge that Jesus died and laid down his life for you, that he rose again so that you could have eternal life if you're a born again believer would you this morning rejoice and thank the lord for your salvation if you're not sure where your soul would spend eternity uh, i would invite you to come and let someone take the word of god and show you the way of salvation for those of us who are saved we also should be willing to lay down our lives for the lord jesus christ even as brothers and sisters in christ of the past those from the Old Testament saint era, those from the early days to recent times. And yet, while the Lord allows us yet life, and aren't we grateful for the religious liberties and the protections that we still enjoy in this country, we, as I said at the beginning of this message, are going to be required of the Lord to be faithful stewards of the liberty and the freedoms that we enjoy so let us be willing to live for jesus christ is there some area in your life believer in which you've been holding back something that god is commanding you to do some step of obedience let me encourage you to say lord my life is yours you purchased my soul's eternal freedom i am no longer the slave of sin i am the servant of christ lord as your servant i need to be willing to do anything you call me to do lord Help me by faith to conquer the fear that's holding me back from taking that step of obedience to you and serving you in that area of ministry. Whatever that next step of obedience is, Lord, I am yours. You have spared my life. I do not know, Lord, when my life might be called upon, when I may have to lay down my life for the sake of the gospel or for the sake of my brothers and sisters in Christ. But should that so happen, give me, God, that supernatural grace that would cause me to be able to stand like Walter Milne and other godly martyrs proclaiming the gospel with my dying breath It's my life is evidence of the conviction that i truly believe and between that time and this lord may i live in complete submission and obedience to you fulfilling the mission you've placed on my life oh lord give me such a love for you and such a passion for for the gospel that i am willing even as these medal of honor recipients to go as it is quoted above and beyond the call of duty giving my all in love for you and for the cause of the gospel shall we bow our heads this morning In one of the letters to one of the churches in the book of Revelation that Jesus dictates to the Apostle John to write, he says to one of the churches, I have somewhat against thee because thou hast left thy first love. Who is that first love? We loved him, 1 John 4.19. We love him because he first loved us and gave himself for us. Have you... In willful, selfish disobedience to the clear commands of Scripture and in violation of your holy Spirit-tuned conscience, not acted lovingly towards your Savior because of disobedience? Have you been held back by fear by not wanting to be inconvenienced or' by not willing to sacrifice? of who you are and what you have for the sake of the gospel, for the sake of your brethren, ultimately for the sake of God's eternal kingdom. Then I would challenge you this day as the spirit of God has spoken to your heart, repent of any disobedience, any selfish, sinful choices, make things right with God. And as we worship the Lord today and we thank God for all of our blessings, including our freedom paid for in the blood of those who laid down their lives for our country, we also express our gratitude to our Savior who shed his perfect sonless blood so that we might live eternally. And may we yield ourselves to him. Our Father, this morning, as we get ready to start our invitation, as we now meditate on the truth that we have heard, and as we respond in our hearts to you in worship, While the music is playing, we may not just merely wait until the music finishes. We sing, sing the final song, and we are dismissed from here. Lord, help us not to just bide our time until the service is over, but may we worship you from our hearts, engaged in silent prayer before you, yielding to you and acknowledging our need and surrendering whatever your spirit through the word is speaking to us about. And Father, it is the desire of those of us who have found the wonderful freedom, the relief from the burden of the guilt of sin because we've come to you and received forgiveness and eternal life. Lord, may our heart's passion be that others who've not yet been rescued from eternal death and from the enslavement of of, of sin and the bonds that hold an unbeliever. Lord, may they be set free. May our passion be And our prayer be that your spirit would work in their heart, that they would see the truth and come to Christ, the way, the truth, and the life. Now, Lord, in this invitation time, move in our hearts, we pray. Our heads are bound, our eyes are closed. As our pianist plays a hymn of invitation, over the next couple of minutes, would you just pray and do business with God? Amen. What an appropriate invitation song where Christ has given his life for us and the question, what what have we given for him? If you're not sure where you spend eternity, if you're a believer and you have a question about the message or there's something in your life where you would like some spiritual help after the invitation or the, the service is dismissed, I'd invite you to come back to the connection point. If you're a guest with us today, remember, I would like to get a chance just to meet you. Thank you for coming. I have a gift to give you to express our appreciation for your visit with us today. And if you would like someone to pray with you, if you'd like to share something that God's doing in your life, I would love to hear it. I'll be back in the connection point. Any way in which I can help you would be my privilege to serve you. Let's stand as Pastor Mike comes and leads us into dismissing him. with 477, 477. He keeps me singing.